classic Adam Sandler movies are better. They were before this voice got annoying. New Adam Sandler movies are better. They're all on Netflix and you can watch them for free. Oh, really, fool, really. <laughs> Stop looking at me, Billy Madison. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, but that's the best intro I'm ever going to give we, you. We would like some feedback on that intro. So, Can you rank our intros? Nope. 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 It was the greatest intro that that's it's a wrap. ever happened. It's a wrap. I'm quitting the show after today, probably to some fans' uh, enthusiastic uh, response. I mean, if there's if you're going to go out, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Do you want to <laughs> not do the show? Do you want to just leave it's on just, that note? I, think, I really think we're not going to get better than that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's... Let's set expectations maybe, low for us. Maybe it's just the chemicals that I'm drinking in this water. Yep. We've talked beforehand uh, that I took a sip of this filtered water here, and my mouth now t- tastes like a pool filter. I think it may have filtered the water out of it. <laughs> it's just, just, the chemical, kept the chemical. just the chemicals. Yeah. yeah, so if I start, like, uh, my throat starts closing up, uh, Jesse will just continue, and somebody else will... They'll do like a tracheotomy, super sweet action movie style. You could do it with a big. Get a big pen ready for Jesse. Just I in can't case. do it. I don't feel confident. Get a big pen. I don't want to do this. Take the ink out, Jesse. You got we this. Will I trust you with my life. Replace you like they replaced Aunt Viv on season three of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, or like how they replaced. Uh, didn't they replace the? Oh, Aunt Viv was the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say something else, and then I was repeating exactly what you said. <laughs> That's okay. It's the chemicals. <laughs> the folks. chemicals. That's what we're gonna chalk it up to, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm Ben Begley. I'm the host of this show, and my co-host, as always, with me is Jesse McIntosh. Where can they find you, Jesse? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Too Much Jesse. Yeah, you can find me at, at the Ben Begley, unless uh, my account gets shut down uh, after I tweet really angrily and chemical-induced, in- you know? Who knows? Yeah. I might just say really weird shit after The chemical this. lobby is a strong the one, chemical, so they're, super they, strong. they're really into their product. They're super strong. At the Ben Begley, at Guilty Movie Guys is where you can find us. Uh, together as a as a force yeah. to talk all things nerdy movies and and guilty movie stuff and dirty movies too. <laughs> as, as a nudie magazine day is what I was thinking of for this. Billy Madison is what we're talking about today, and we came up with this because you had mentioned Back to School. It's back to School. And so the first movie that came to mind, I think for both of us, was Billy Madison. The first thing that I wanted to do actually was Labor Day. Isn't that a movie? <laughs> it's like a. It's like the. Uh, Mother's Day or New Year's Eve of Labor Day? No. No, it's actually the Josh Brolin movie. I think it's movie. actually a movie, yeah. I thought, for a second there, I thought it was one of those terrible cash grab holiday movies, like New Year's Eve, where they just or throw, Valentine's Day where or, they just throw yeah. in a shitload of... But no, I think that movie actually has some sort of dramatic point. Yeah, I don't so, know if it's good. But what I'm saying is we should have done that one. We should have done Labor Day. No, no. Uh, yeah, back to school time. So we were yeah, thinking yeah. Uh, school-related films, and Billy Madison's perfect. I can't he's going believe back to we've never done this on this show. It's it's absurd. Well, we can no longer say that. We can no longer Because now it. we're doing it. We need to do it now. Yep. Um, so I saw, I specifically remember Corey Ular, who was on our show Shout out. two weeks ago. Shout out to Corey. Yep. Um, by the way, he was so stoked after it. He was like, God, I hope I didn't look weird. I've never done this before. I was super nervous for like the first 20 minutes and then I loosened up. But he had a blast and he was so thankful to both you and everybody here at Popcorn Talk and the fans have been really cool. Because uh, Corey's not an actor. He's not a comedian. He's not really an in front of camera kind of guy. And that takes balls. Like this kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, I know we make it look really easy, guys. Super easy. Um, but to people who don't do this on a regular basis, sure. it can be like, you know, it can be kind yeah. of a brain fryer. Yeah. You know how most podcasts suck, but ours is great. <laughs> it's because that's what it no, sounds no, like. No. I'm saying, no, no, no. You know, like we make this look good. You know how we like fuck with other podcasts. Um, no, what I mean, <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, and to jump into ours, where we have a specific rhythm of yes, how back of and forth we go with stuff. Uh, he, I think he did well. I take I full credit really. for the advice I gave him right before we went live. Do you remember yeah. what I told him when uh, he said, "I'm afraid I'm not going to be interesting." Yeah, I said. Then be interesting. <laughs> I feel like that put him at ease. I think you did. I think you did. This is our first time. You should have. Just... You should have just said, uh, "Ben's our host. He's not very interesting." You know, that's I all right. Mean, no, I, I, I would never lie to him. Oh, how dare you! So uh, I remember Corey Ular and I saw Billy Madison with my parents at a drive-in in Akron, Ohio. That's I weird. forget what the second feature was because this one was so funny. I was like, oh, it's this came Labor out. Labor Day? Starring Josh Rowan? Labor Day, yes. Was it a This theme? came out in 95. So I was, 
uh, 13 years old when this came out, which this movie's the perfect movie for a 13-year-old. Yep. I don't think I've ever in my life laughed as hard as I laughed at this movie when I was 13. And I've watched it since. It's been probably a decade since I saw it, but I quote it constantly still to this day. And watching it again, the only thing I realize is how little of an actual movie it is. Yeah. Uh, how it's basically a series of funny scenes. Yeah. That loosely connect with a plot, but I still fucking love this movie. I love this movie. It's stupid. I think the, but it's good stupid. And I think the problem is that at the time, the, the, the thing that made it so great was at the time, this was new. This kind of comedic voice was new, kind of like Jim Carrey when he first came out with Ace Ventura. And then I feel like Adam Sandler started to grow. And then either his agents or somebody were like, nah, you know, don't do that punch drunk love stuff, that artsy fartsy stuff. Just go back to Jack and Jill. And he's kind of been stuck in that rut ever since. So it's basically just repeating Billy Madison for 30 years. When we know he's capable of more, which is so frustrating. Because Wedding Singer and Punch Drunk Love and Happy Gilmore and this are my four favorite Adam Sandler movies, mm. hands down. Not um, Zohan? I don't, I've never seen Zohan. I've never seen Zohan either. Nobody's seen Zohan. I know. Nobody. <laughs> but like even like, uh, uh, what was the one with him and Andy Samberg? I didn't see it because in the preview he used this weird voice, Daddy's Boy or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used a weird voice. And I was like, you could have just used your voice because this looks funny. But you're like, well, I'm a dad and this is how I talk when I'm a dad. And it's like, don't. You're funny just without that. Like, some of his funniest moments in this are when he's not being... I, he he kind of relies on that <laughs> a lot, though. Like, especially uh, yeah. earlier on in his career, that was like... Yeah. He leaned yeah. on that pretty heavily. You also don't realize, watching this when you're 13, how inconsistent his character is. Sure. Like, he's borderline just, like, brain-dead in certain scenes with his behavior. And then other scenes, he's actually pretty articulate. So it's just it's yeah. kind of a grab he, bag. He struggles to spell the word couch. And then, like, in the very next week, he's being asked to write cursive on the board and yeah. spells everything yeah. flawlessly without hesitation. Or gives a, a decent, even though the guy hates it, a metaphorical speech. About, which I actually don't think it was as bad. As, well, so we'll we, get to that. We'll get to this. But I did want to say about that, because, like, when he was doing it, they explicitly say give specific examples and then he immediately jumps into a metaphor which is like the opposite of <laughs> specific examples it's <laughs> a very good point it's like oh this is an interesting choice so before i, I keep rambling yeah. when did you see this and what do you think of it now uh really great question ben yeah thank you i mean for i asking. never ask it on no, this show was... so i'm glad i always come prepared with a new question mm, each week i'm ill-prepared for this um so <laughs> interestingly enough the chemicals are getting to both of us yeah it was not it was not that dissimilar mm. from your experience mm -hmm. um i took not just me, but a hundred of my classmates took an eighth grade field trip down to Florida from DC to I go to Disney a, and I'm go sorry, to I NASA. I thought you were going to say a field trip to see this movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, oh no, sorry, no. But we did take a field trip in sixth grade to see Jumanji. So you're not that oh, far that's off. That's pretty great. That's pretty um, great. But no, we took a field trip down to Florida and we took a bus there. So it was an 18 hour bus trip. That's my nightmare as a kid. Yeah, it was terrible. It was because you awful. and I both have very hummingbird sized bladders. Yeah. We're like. I, th I don't know if this is, we've talked about this before, but like growing up and going to like a ballet school field trip or something where there's no intermission or whatever and being stuck in the middle was like my nightmare. Yeah. Where I'm like, I have three hours where I can't pee. Five minutes into it, I, I feel like I'm going to pee. Like, I that happens to me nowadays with movies. Look, all I could go seven hours during the day, but I sit down in a movie and it's like, oh, fuck, I have to pee. I have to pee right now. I, I, like, I constantly think about this because I have two dogs, and I'm always like, how do the dogs do it not knowing when they're going to be able to pee? Like, <laughs> yeah. The only way I can regulate myself is I know like in 45 minutes yeah, exactly. I will be able to exactly. pee. But the dogs just like exist, and yeah. they're like, I don't know when my next pee break's going to yeah. be. Like, How do they do that? I would pee in the house like every exactly. 45 minutes if I was a dog. Whenever I'm on set and they're like, anybody have to take a potty break? I don't care if I have to go or not. I'm it like, makes no difference. Yep, because I don't For know sure. when the next one's going to be, and I don't want to be like, no, I'm good. And then an hour later, be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you never want to deny yourself the bathroom break mm -hmm. and then come back later and be like, hey, okay. do you mind if I take a bathroom break? <laughs> we already gave you one. We gave you one, man. Too bad. Like, well, Anyways. I don't want to pee in the wardrobe. All now, right. now that we've and, gotten yeah. our bladder issues out in the <sighs> open. <laughs> so we took a bus ride down to Florida. The other hours. thing, yeah, the other thing about bus rides, like, I can't sleep in transportation. Oh, I'm I terrible need to be in a bed. So I, We're the was, same person. Yeah, it's possible, except you have a hat on right now. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. It's um, a filthy hat, too. I hope this isn't super HD. Well, like, you're all chemicaled out, then. It's... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sometime we'll talk about the movie, I promise. Oh, man, it's not important. Um, 
so we yeah. were we were on the bus, uh, and my friend Ben Wu, shout out Ben Wu, Ben Wu, um, he had the movie with him, and there were monitors in the bus, and he was like, "Hey, can we throw this on?" And he somehow convinced whatever chaperone was on our bus that it was appropriate. <laughs> How for, old were you? It was eighth grade. Okay, um, so you know, yeah. it was again in that sweet spot, but maybe. Not something that an adult would be like, yes, I would like to show this to a bus full of children. Of children who, uh, without parental consent, yeah. and it's PG-13, and there are some questionable things in here yeah. for kids. Um, so we watched it. It was the best part of our bus ride down. I had to pretend for a while after I saw the movie that I understood the 69 joke, which I didn't. <laughs> Did everybody laugh? Everybody laughed, and so I laughed. And I'm sure everybody laughed, but no one understood I have it. no idea. I don't think anyone... Because I didn't want to have to prove it. So I never, like, said anything to anyone. That's how just... everybody was, because in 90s, 8th grade, no one knew what 69 meant. Yeah, but so people would just, like, that. from that point on, anytime someone said 69, everyone would be like, hey, and I'd be like, hey, yeah, fucking 69. And I, like, for a while, didn't know, like... All right. <laughs> Until last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, that was my experience with uh, with Billy Madison, and I watched it probably um, around the same time a couple times again. So I've seen it several times, but I haven't seen it since then. I haven't seen it. What do you think of it as an adult? Um, it was about what I expected. Yeah. Um, Adam Sandler. I was a huge, huge oh, fan of Adam Sandler yeah. when I was younger. I actually have a funny Adam Sandler story that um, we can get into maybe a little bit later. Um, but it's we can get into it. Now. We can get into it right now. Do I, it. I don't want to like step on the plot and under. Okay. Who so cares? this is real quick. The, but we'll do the plot in under thirty seconds. When I was <laughs> when I was in sixth grade, a friend of mine bought the Adam Sand the new Adam Sandler comedy tape. Which one was it? They're all going to laugh at you, uh, or the one with the clown on the cover. I don't remember because he gave me a bootleg copy okay. of it, so I never had the like actual. I have cover a story as well. You just reminded um, me. Nice. Um, this is just going to be Adam Sandler this, stories that's the entire it. We're not podcast. We're talk about the movie. Um, so he gave me a bootleg copy of the. He made a copy of the tape and he gave it to me, and I brought it home. It was my first exposure to Adam Sandler, um, and he was like, "Don't let your parents hear this." And I was like, "No problem." Yep. So I went down into my bedroom, which was in the basement. And I put the tape in, and my older sister came in, and I was like, uh, I'm about to listen to this Adam Sandler tape. And she was like, cool, let me get our younger sister, Emma, who was four at the time, four or five. And I was like, absolutely not. She cannot be in here. This is top secret. I'm on a mission right now to finish this tape. It's going to be hilarious, but she can't be in here. And my older sister was like, Emma, promise that you won't tell your mother and father that you were in this room. And Emma was like, yeah, I promise. And I was like, this okay. This is going to end disastrously. The next day, my dad comes down to my room, and he's like, give me the tape. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, give me the tape. And I was like, uh, the Adam Sandler tape. Last night, I was putting Emma to bed, and she looked right at me, and she said, what is so funny about hairy balls? <laughs> and I was like, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough, here's the tape. <laughs> I got in similar trouble, but... Uh... When I, um, I I had a bootleg of it on the backside of when I was a kid, my mom and dad didn't let me have songs of swearing in it. So sure. like, I think I may have said this on the show before. So like the Guns N' Roses album, I had a double cassette deck and I would have to listen and pause it recording every time <laughs> it said the F word. So be like, motherfucker, I'd have to pause it and then re-record it. And finally, I would get an, I would self-edit tapes for myself. Wow. So that I could play them in the house and not get in trouble. As if my parents were... At, the thing is, I think I was just paranoid, because I don't think my parents were actually, like, sitting there listening to the lyrics. But the problem is, so I had self-edited um, one of my Guns N' Roses tapes, but forgot that I had an unedited Adam, Adam Sandler on the other side. So I was playing it in the car one time, and I had left it in there. And my mom went and drove the car. I, I wasn't driving. They were driving me around, and I was listening to my self-edited Guns N' Roses, making sure they weren't mad. And my mom went driving around, and she heard Tollbooth Willie, and she was <laughs> furious with me. She was like, "She was like, what, what? What is this? What is this garbage? Like, what are? What are you listening to? This filth?" And I got grounded, and they threw it out, and I got in so much trouble. Damn. And I was more pissed that my hard work for my self-edited Guns N' Roses. Got thrown out. Sure. I was like, I can just record over the other side. Don't throw out my... Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, man. Tollbooth Willie is really vulgar, though. A lot of Adam Sandler oh, so is really vulgar. vulgar. They're all going to laugh at you. All right. Well, in that case, I think uh, we should get into the plot in under three minutes now that we've aired all of our uh, Adam Sandler history. Might as well. Our, our uh, getting in trouble because of Adam Sandler. Really, it's all his fault. Everything. I blame him for a lot of my problems. You ready? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please can we for the ben love of God. 
All right, so we start off with Adam Sandler, Norm Macdonald, and other dude by the pool. They're all partying. They, they party too hard. They're like, ah, what's today? October Nudie Magazine Day! He chases a penguin around. He shows up at his dad's board meeting, and he's super hungover slash maybe just um, brain dead. And he um, he embarrasses himself, says gibberish. The dad then is like, hey, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to basically, I'm giving the company to Eric. You're a mess. You're a F up. Who cares? Whatever. And then he goes, wait, I got this brilliant idea. Once again, I'm not, not really playing playing fast and loose with his intelligence if i go back to school and i graduate high school you gotta you gotta give me the company he goes okay but i've i've been paying off your teacher since first grade setup of the movie okay so he goes back to first grade um and it's a slow start for him um but a perfect place for him to start uh he yeah. sort of bonds with the teacher the teacher's kind of weird she does interpretive dance while they're out playing dodgeball on her eyes yeah uh he eats glue um but disgusting is, scene. is able to graduate first grade um yeah. goes on to second grade there's a spelling bee that's what passes him on to the third grade he he has fallen in love with a teacher. Veronica Vaughn. Veronica Vaughn, who is apparently the third grade teacher, and she is not into him at all. The Until beginning. the field trip, where they go on a field trip, and Ernie, who now has become one of his buddies, uh, pees his pants, and he goes, oh, I got you, and he splashes water on his crotch. No one seems to notice. He comes back, and they're like, oh, Billy peed his pants, and they're like, peeing your pants is the coolest. And I mean, I know third graders are gullible, but like, who would believe this? All of them do, because they all pee their pants. And then Veronica, Veronica starts to fall for him. They kind of do a montage of him going through all the grades and there's not really a whole lot more and he keeps having a party after every grade and Eric then calls up the principal and says I know you were the disgusting blob revolting blob an ex-wrestler and you killed a guy by sitting on him on accident so I'm gonna blackmail you so then he says Billy paid off all, paid me off to pass him and there's a conflict there with his dad his dad says the company's going to Eric yep and so but before that he had gone to high school and yep. realized that there they're, are bullies oh, yeah, in high school yeah. and he's not having a good time and maybe he should call up the people he bullied and uh, apologize um, yeah. so he calls up Steve Buscemi and he tells him I'm sorry and Steve Buscemi's like yeah no problem and then he crosses him <laughs> off as to kill list <laughs> and then puts lipstick on yeah and then so and then so he decides that uh, he's gonna fight back yeah. uh, and so he says let's do one last decathlon academic decathlon to prove sense. who is the better student and then from all oh god okay uh, and then from all we can tell from the decathlon I can't kept count and he was losing, so, losing. so maybe they showed this, the things that he won off camera but it, 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 there's a there's a track and field where then Bradley Whitford's balls hang out and people are grossed out there's um, a, a chemical a chemistry thing where he brings up a boot there's home ec and they make home a pie ec, um, and Bradley Whitford catches on fire but then the last thing Bradley Whitford loses his mind and he brings out a gun and then Steve uh, yeah. Buscemi saves his life and the principal saves him his in the life ass. Yep. Um, and the principal and then, tackles him and then he uh, is giving a speech and reveals that he's not going to take over the company he's going to give it to the guy and who he's going to be a teacher along. which is every parent's nightmare yep. to have Billy Madison as your teacher he kisses the girl the end look at that I think we actually just covered the entire plot in um, in like full detail yeah I think we did the show in three minutes yeah I think we're good that's it I think we're good cool no alright we have a bunch of sound clips I have 15 sound clips today so let's get started uh, first off I love I would love to play a drinking game for how many times he sings about something yeah. I can count of three off the top of my head but I'm sure there's more there's the beginning Suntan lotion is good for me. You protect me, tee hee hee. <laughs> and then there's the clip we have about the shampoo is better and all that. Well, that's not really a song. That's more of a debate about products. Maybe it should be a song or debate about the logistics and legitimacy of products. Sure. Uh, and then he sings about going back to school, which we have a clip from. Uh, basically, just let's play a drinking game anytime he uses a weird voice, and you'll be blackout drunk within uh, seven minutes. I almost feel like his character was playing a drinking game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the first sound clip we have is uh, when he realizes what day it is with Norm Macdonald. Can we play clip number one? What's today? October? <laughs> it's Nudie Magazine Day! <laughs> I love the connection of the, the connecting of the dots there. What's today? Oct clearly it's not October. It's not. It's very... I know they, this, I think, takes place in L.A., you can assume. It must. But it, nobody swims in a pool in October in L.A. because we all put on jackets That's as if it's the winter. We're all drinking pumpkin spice at yeah, that point. There were no pumpkin spice I lattes. I didn't see any. Uh, but I love that October means nudie magazine day. And then his nudie magazines that he pulls out are horrifying. He has the world's <laughs> worst taste. Or did, I don't know if he just paid for the low subscription and gets a grab bag of whatever they have left over because there's a... There's a she-male one, and then there, and where it says, I pee sitting down, or do I? There's an old lady granny one, yep. and then there's drunk chicks making out. And I'm like, 
none of those are enticing or normal. So this is this is another, you talked about sort of the inconsistencies with his character and yeah. the intelligence level that he shows, um, but also like there's an inconsistency within his social status. Like he's the richest person in this movie. He's like Richie Rich grown up to be a drunk idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And like he's getting a random like old it looks like woman a paperback. nudie magazine that he doesn't even want. Like <laughs> when he goes like I love his reaction he goes eh. Yeah. Ooh. Right. It's like Tim it's, the Tool Man Taylor reaction. It sort of seems like he got a Blue Apron box <laughs> and is like, let's see what I got. And it's like, maybe oh, I didn't really It like was the Blue Apron of porn. Maybe, that, maybe, must have been. you know, maybe some of these companies started off and just grab bags of porn <laughs> mag. And it looks like it comes in like a paper bag that's not addressed or anything. Yeah. You brought up a funny thing uh, in a tweet about how. Uh, yeah, say, right. say about, I don't want to And that was joke. the other thing is that, like, d- why did he go back to public school? <laughs> If he's this rich, like, there's no way he, he went to public school. But no, they make it seem like he went to the school. I know. Like, he went back to the ones that he had yeah. graduated from. Maybe his dad quotes. just wanted him to learn what it's like to be amongst people who aren't super rich. I feel like it should have been addressed. Should have been but addressed. But it's, it, like, this whole movie, to me, felt like what it would be like if a 13-year-old made a movie. Like, yeah. at the time of being 13. Yeah. So I just feel like maybe Adam Sandler went to public school and was like... I know public schools, yeah. and like it didn't even cross his mind that like someone this rich would never, never go to public, school. never be seen in a public. Yeah, yeah. I have nothing against. I went to public. I schools. went to public school. My too. daughter's gonna go to public school because I don't have money shooting out my asshole. Right. You know, if I did, maybe I don't know. If you had money shooting out of your asshole, <laughs> then you know what? They don't, your kid doesn't need to go to Just school. Just a regular asshole ATM, right yeah. there. Like, hashtag asshole ATM. Uh, then he sees the penguin, which becomes a, apparently. Is a recurring vision and then becomes one later, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe, did I get, yeah, clip number two. Can we play that? It's too damn hot for a penguin to be just walking around here. And, uh, you know, I, I actually, um, I, I did, I, I finally saw the Inconvenient Truth sequel, Oof. an Inconvenient sequel. And uh, they interviewed Adam Sandler about his views on global warming and things like that and March of the Penguins and their migration patterns and things like that and how some penguins have showed up in tropical environments and just been really fucking confused. He said he was on vacation in Cabo and a penguin just rolled up on shore and he looked at it and said, It's too damn hot for a penguin to be just walking around here. If that doesn't prove global warming is real, I don't know what does. That's that's the definitive, that's the quote definitive for global warming. <laughs> that should be yeah, I actually think more people would accept global warming if the slogan was Adam Sandler saying, It's too damn hot for a penguin to be just walking around here. They'd be like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I'll give money to that. Hell yeah. I would. people like stupid shit now. They like memes and stuff and opinions instead really of like facts. Nutshell just a, just a nutshell. Just a nutshell. Nobody wants to have to read anything yeah. with citations. I, no. So I heard that um, the this summer, this past summer in Pittsburgh, um, Sidney Crosby... Um, who is uh, probably the most famous of all the Pittsburgh Penguin hockey players oh, that yeah. there are. Yeah. Um, Thank you for saying it, uh, the team. I would never know. Pittsburgh yeah, Penguins. well, I think it's important. It's an important it detail is. to what I'm about to say. It is. He, I can tell already. He was outside on a lawn chair, um, and there was uh, there was beer on the other side of the pool, and his friend was like, hey, Sydney, uh, do you want to just grab us just a round of beers? And he looked at, he was already drunk, and he looked at his friend, and he was like, It's too damn hot for a penguin to be just walking around here. I love it. That kind of attitude is not what we need, Sydney. (laughs) I always do the most obvious one, and you do the most (laughs) bizarre, uh, off the cuff. I love it. I love it. That's why we are the perfect team. Corey had a good one for this one, too. What was it? (laughs) Yeah, can we send it in, Corey? Corey, did you call in? Oh, we can't get a hold that's of him. That's all right. All right, that's okay. all right. We'll figure it out. So uh, he chases the penguin around. He sh- we meet Juanita, his maid, who <laughs> is weirdly attracted to him and is like, fine piece of ass, too. And like later on says, want me to take my top off? She offers to help let him help shave her armpits. 
There's a weirdly bizarre sexual relationship she is looking for. Yeah, it's it, it's so good because every time that she says something, that it cuts back to him, and it seems like he's genuinely laughing. Like it seems like Adam Sandler is laughing. <laughs> it seems like, yeah. like she, I I just want to know how many how many different lines yeah. she went through before we landed on this one because he just seems so pleased with what she's especially doing. when he's like, "Ew, gross!" You can tell he's like cracking up. Yeah, that's my favorite. I actually like when they keep that kind of stuff in there, or when you can see on a TV show. When somebody's improving and you can see the, over the shoulder the person breaking, yeah. even though it breaks the fourth wall a little, to me it's more fun because I know that you they, see were them having having a, fun. they were having a blast. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a good stuff. So then we meet Eric, Bradley Whitford's character, when we meet Crazy Carl, who's the, uh, the dad's second in command, I guess. Um, who m- seems Mr. Madison seems not crazy not at all. Not crazy at all. I seems think like a regular I think dude. Maybe Billy gave him that nickname as like an ironic nickname. Although I don't know if Billy knows what an ironic, what the word irony means. No. Um, and Eric is very upset because he's hangry. So can we play clip number three? Where the hell is he? I'm starving. I ate some Trisky crackers in the car. You should have had some. Well, maybe if you told me they were delicious Triscuit crackers, I could have enjoyed them with you. I'm sorry. Well, sorry doesn't put the Triscuit crackers in my stomach, now does it, Carl? It's one of my favorite jokes in the movie. It doesn't. Because it's so random and could be construed as a product placement for Triscuits. I mean, that makes me want to eat a Triscuit. Yeah. I instantly am like, God damn. As soon as that joke happened, I laughed, and the, the very second thought was, are there any triscuits I in this house? I love a delicious triscuit cracker. A triscuit cracker. That's right tough now. to say, by the way. I'm a, Tris- impressed with myself that I made triscuit it that. cracker. No, uh, delicious triscuit. Delicious cracker. triscuit. Cr- well, if I had known it was a delicious triscuit cracker, it is tough. tough. There's a lot of s's and c's. Say that. Say that three times fast. No, it's one of my favorite exchanges because it's so random, but also it's absurd. But it kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but also, how did he not know that triscuits are very? They're, identifiable they're crunchy it's also like it, they, they look like they've been like braided wheat thins yeah they're, they're pretty but at, anytime someone is eating a triscuit cracker within i'd say probably a 30 foot radius mm-hmm. you can hear it you can, yeah it's like it's, it's like, messy and it's crunchy yeah it's like when you open up a bag it. of sun chips it's like yeah remember when they made that push for louder bags means better for the environment i know i don't remember that at all there was something with chip bags where they're like it's louder which means it's better and more biodegradable and i was just like anytime somebody had that in a movie theater i was like god damn it i don't care if you're saving the environment right now with that bag and now because you're being a dick because you theater. had that attitude uh sound clip number two it's too damn hot for a penguin to be just walking around yep, yep. here. See, we got to save That's the world, happens. even if it means crumply bags There's in movie some theaters. Inconvenient yep. sequels. That's so all I'm saying. While, so while everybody <laughs> is waiting for Billy, he's doing something very important: debating the merits of shampoo versus conditioner. Can mm-hmm. we play clip number four? Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. Conditioner is better. I leave the hair silky and smooth. Oh, really, fool? Really? Stop looking at me, Swan. What? <laughs> okay. Well. So, at this point in the movie, we are we are six minutes and thirty five seconds into it, and we're because I have the sound clip marked. I'm not yeah. that good, but uh, and. And we're already going, oh, my God, I think there's something really wrong with this guy. He yeah. was dropped on his head as a baby, ate, ate paint chips, something horribly wrong with this person. It's like, a real rough start for this movie. <laughs> like, I feel like if I watched it with a blank slate now, I may have turned it off <laughs> after the first 10 minutes just because he's so randomly, like, mentally disabled and yeah. there doesn't seem to be any cohesion there. No, and first off, Shampoo goes on first, and then you put it. You don't have to debate which one's better. Right. They work in tandem. Sure. So the whole <laughs> the debate's been settled. The debate's by the been shampoo settled. Now the Swan industry. is a whole. Uh, I I don't blame him. That Swan needs to stop eyeball fucking him. While Get a life. Dating. Come on, Swan. swan. Uh, so then he goes to dinner. The first five sound clips are in the first ten minutes of the movie, by the way. Yeah. And then it backs off for a little bit. But so then he goes to dinner, and. Eric's really snarky. He's like, "Oh, sorry, I fell asleep by the pool for a little bit, and I must have must have must have got a, a little bit too much sun." And then Eric's like, "Well, did you fall asleep or did you pass out?" So, can we play clip number five? This is his response. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> he does this. He does this in front of his dad and all the board members. And then Eric is like flicking him off, and he's like, "Skibbity-ka-doo! 
can't eat. He's like, no gibberish, goddammit, Billy. And it's just like, what? What? What is happening, what is happening? right now? But back to the ha ha ha, shut up. Yeah. Um, I feel like so. My wife and I have been sleep training our daughter lately, and the past few weeks, and. My daughter, Daisy, she goes to bed easy for me. She'll, like, for naps and stuff, it takes, like, five, ten minutes. My wife, last night, or yesterday for a nap, I had my buddy visiting, and she was up there for 30 minutes, and my daughter would not go to sleep. I went upstairs. Five minutes later, our daughter's asleep, and I come back down, and I was like, I don't know why that was so difficult for you. I mean, she just, she fell asleep super easy, and my wife just looked at me and went, ah, ha, 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 shut up! Pretty much exactly like that. She yeah. was not happy with me. Yeah. Don't joke about that when your wife's it's, been trapped with I a wouldn't. baby. I wouldn't. It's, you know, certain things you shouldn't do. You know, it's all right. Uh, you know, I think also during the debates, because um, Hillary's book's coming out, uh, and in one of the chapters of her book, she talks about her internal monologue when Trump was going back and forth and things like that, mm-hmm. and, and every time he would say wrong or blame her for something or bring up the emails again, the emails were kind of making her come unhinged. And at one point, she just wanted to turn to Trump and be like, my emails? My emails? Do you want my emails? <laughs> Shut up! But it wasn't a laugh like she thought it was funny. She was literally having a psychotic break. Sure. So it was more like a joker laugh. As, as we all are now. As we all are having a psychotic yeah. break every day of Some, our lives. Sometimes I can't sleep, and so I turn on the TV just to, like, wind down for the evening. Oh, impossible. Yeah. Um, but so I'll put on, like, an old sitcom... And uh, and it, it's tough because, like, I, I want to stay engaged with it, but I want to also fall asleep. So having it on, like, prevents me from falling asleep, but I can't fall asleep without it. So, like, I'll yeah. I'll be watching it and I'll be dozing off, then I'll jump back because there will be a laugh track. And I'll be like, ah! <laughs> Shut up! Fucking laugh track! I was, almost, I was almost in a I REM was cycle. So close. Oh. So he yells gibberish, and then we have him and his buddies do the poo bag, which I constantly... Whenever somebody's like, I got to pick up the dog poop, I think I've always been like, she called the shit poop. I always <laughs> quote this part of the movie. Because uh, they put the poo bag on the front porch, light it on fire, and then she, I love that his wife is yelling, don't put it out with your feet again. Don't tell me what to do, woman. And he steps on it, and he steps in shit. I've always wanted to do this prank. And in fact, when I was... I was filming in, like, South Florida near where Mar-a-Lago is, and uh, the Uber driver was like, oh, there's Mar-a-Lago over there. And I was like, why? He was like, would you want to visit? And I was like, the only thing I'd want to do is maybe light a bag of shit on fire and hope Trump comes out and puts it out. And then I realized that was the wrong part of the country to make a joke <laughs> like that because the guy was saying it as in, like, it's cool, isn't it? And then I was like, just... Just turn on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> it's super awkward after that. Yeah, uh, I was I was telling the jo- I was joking about the shit on the president's thing. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a threat. It just get poop on his shoes. Yeah, and it'd just be it a, would be funny. We would it, all laugh. It would be an and he'd probably call the shit shit because he wouldn't say poop. He's a vulgar man. He would. He doesn't know a lot of words, so he would. <laughs> He's got the best words, it, the best seven. Yeah, that's why he's he kept it tight. He kept that vocabulary so, tight because it's the best. I love that after uh, Billy's dad agrees to his deal, Billy Madison has this weird dance-off that from music that appears in his head. And then I realized Love actually stole from Billy, Billy Madison. When Hugh Grant does the dance down the stairs, oh, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. he even has some of the same moves as Adam Sandler. Ooh. So I feel like maybe Hugh Grant... Watch this for inspiration. That, I mean, that checks out. It does. I feel like... I think all facts have been examined, and we know it's true. I've always suspected Hugh Grant to be a closeted Billy Madison fan. (laughs) Yep, yep. So uh, we do the snack pack exchange with him and Juanita. Give me a snack pack! Which I always remember, I I wanted more snack packs, even though I was beyond the age of eating snack packs by the time this movie came out. Yeah. As a 13-year-old kid, you shouldn't have a snack bag. No. You can also, like, just eat it whenever you want. Like, yeah. you're an adult. Yeah. So just, you know, get it. Buy you're it. not an adult at 13. Not at 13. I mean, you could I'm buy it like yourself. He, like, he could have. He could have. Yeah, for sure. He doesn't know how to do anything, I'm pretty sure. I, guess not. I don't think he knows how so, to go to a store. Well, I, and I know this is going to derail us a little no, bit it's here. Okay. And we're running out of time. But, like, the, the main, the whole conceit of the movie is, and this is neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect my viewing of the movie. But it's the dumbest fucking thing that anyone could ever imagine for this bi- hotel billionaire to be like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. 
if you can pass each grade in two weeks... It makes no sense. It makes no fucking sense. And, like, not only that, but, like, he has a fully capable right-hand man who probably has several high degrees from universities. And he's like, yeah, if you can just pass That's first grade in two weeks and move on, yeah. then, like... Sure, you can have this. It's an incredible premise because it makes no sense. It's so silly. And then the other thing that I it's loved a joke about vehicle. It, that's all. Yeah. The other thing that I loved about it was when they decided, like the moment they decided on the plan, he was like, "All right, if you graduate high school by June fifteenth, it was like, what a fucking wizard with the calendar. How did you do that so quickly? Wow. How did you know twenty four weeks away was June fifteenth? And, like, and how did Adam Sandler know to plan two? Like, how did he come up with this brilliant? Brilliant plan. Yeah, it fits exactly our time frame. It's, it's perfect. It's but perfect. It, whatever. It's comedically yeah. perfect. I love it. <laughs> do we have more time than what's on the clock? If not, it's fine. All right, do it. Yeah. After it runs out, it's fine. Um, so nice. we, he's sitting there getting ready to go back to school, waiting for the bus. Can we play clip number six? Oh, back to school. <laughs> back to school to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. I got my lunch packed up I feel like he's making it up tight, yeah tight. I hope I don't get in a fight oh back to school back to school that's totally back that's totally to Adam Sandler just making it up 100% on the spot 100%. and then them going alright moving on yep that's it I wonder how like how many of those isolated shots they just knocked out in a day oh where they're just sure. like it's just you on camera yeah let's just do one take and yeah. see what you got and then we'll you move, got, on. move on yeah um then he meets jack Sl- I, I like to say jack slater's daughter bridget wilson who yeah. who uh was um arnold's daughter in last action hero also sonia blade in the mortal Kombat movie she was my crush back in the day because she was in three of my favorite movies around mm-hmm. when i was 13 she was hot back i mean not that she's meaning hot as an actress working and also hot in general at the same time, three movies that influenced also me like as a teenager. Temperature, hot. temperature, like, like she had a fever. She had a fever. Yeah. <laughs> and the only prescription was dating this guy. Hey, hey. not really. It's, I was thirteen. That'd be weird. Would have been. Weird. Um, Would have been a crime. But her trilogy of movies, Billy Madison, Mortal Kombat, and Last Action Hero, were awesome to me. And so I was like, Oh my god, she must be in everything. I just assumed she was in yeah, everything because yeah. <laughs> she was in everything I watched. That makes sense. Uh, but she's great in this movie and. Uh, she's sexy. I do not buy that she would fall for Billy Madison at all. No. Because she, rightfully so, we'll skip a little bit because we talked about the weird teacher yeah. and how they play dodgeball. He rules at dodgeball. Um, and he she's smearing glue on her face. And then the gross scene where he eats a bunch of glue. Yeah. And it's just like... I, I don't know if that's making me nauseous or the chemicals I drank in the water. Combo. Maybe I it's bet. a combo. Yeah. But that scene actually made me gag when I watched it as an adult. I was like, I know it's probably just like whipped cream or, or something. Yeah, but he gets into it. He gets into he it. He gets into it. I do love that. I distinctly remember the taste of Elmer's glue still from grade school. And I'm like, just like a dab of it. Just, but yeah, like to, yeah. to dip a whole <laughs> stick in and take a couple spoonfuls. Um, it's I, like sticky feet. It tastes like sticky feet. Well, that's. I mean, I've never tasted. I feet, can't compare. But yeah. I can taste. I can smell. You know, when you smell something that smells so bad, you feel like you've tasted it. Yep. That's how I deduce what feet was. That's smell. interesting that you compared it, the taste to a texture of something that you've never <laughs> tasted. That was fascinating. You're right. Was, speaking of metaphors. Speaking of something that makes no sense. <laughs> um, no, but what was I going to say? I I love that. In first grade, they have a unit of just dodgeball, unsupervised dodgeball, <laughs> where she just like lets them go All out right, so bye. that she can dance. <laughs> the and, weirdest like, interpretive I'm not dance have ever. Any any teacher at this school yeah. watch you guys. And then second grade, we said consists of a spelling bee. And mm-hmm. when he wins the spelling bee, can we play clip number seven? I am the smartest man alive. You know, uh, I hate to say this, but it wasn't covered in the news a lot. And it was when fake media. It was when Trump went down to Houston, and he he was saying how he was giving ways that he would fix everything, yep. which were not scientifically accurate at all. And he wasn't even really in Houston. This was the first time before he went back, and then was like, "Oh, I guess I should actually go to the disaster zone instead of like be safe far away from it." And um, and he was like, "Yeah, these are, this is the way you fix it. You just." You build a wall to block out the flood. It's going to be the biggest wall to block out the biggest flood you've ever seen. And then he ended his whole speech by saying, make America great again. And always remember, I am the smartest man alive. And 
sadly enough, a lot of his followers just went full tilt and agreed with it. They were like, that makes They're sense. Like, yep. That, that has sure. been proven. The for fake sure. media tells me you're an idiot, so you must be the smartest. By, by, you just have to be the smartest man alive then. I heard that um, Hugh Grant was having a conversation with someone, and he yeah. was talking about all the science that he knows um, and all the math that he knows. Mm-hmm. And so the other person he was talking to kept quoting Albert Einstein. Yeah. And Hugh Grant was like, Albert Einstein is dead. And he said, I am the smartest man alive! It's like, why are you ripping off Billy Madison again, Hugh Grant? <laughs> Like, enough. Do you know what I mean? Enough, Hugh Grant. God. Oh, man. I need to think of other riffs other than just making fun of Trump. It just (laughs) seems so topical. Uh, Third grade, when there's the Fanny joke and everybody laughs, and then I love that he laughs at the 69 joke, and then that spawned your story. Uh, I still, I had no idea what it meant at 13. Um, Then, at first, Veronica Vaughn has a very realistic reaction to him. She thinks he's a dick. Uh, especially after how he treats the kid who can't read properly yet because he's only in third grade. Can we play clip number eight? Today, Junior! I don't know how many times that has been used in my life whenever I'm behind on something like taking too long to get ready, whether I've said it or somebody else, where it's like if you're behind, if it's like I'm trying to get out, Renee's gathering things and she's not getting out the door, and and I'm just like, honey, come on. And she's like, "Just, just a second, and I'm like... Today, Junior! Which makes no sense because she's not a Renee Junior. No. Her mom's name is Darlene. No. Um, Well, from what I heard, Donald Trump was having a conversation. (laughs) Yes, at least you're taking one. With his son. Uh And his son was like, hey, when are you going to tell everyone that you're the smartest man alive? And Donald Trump looked at his son and he said... Today, Junior! Because he's like, I've been over this a hundred times. We already talked about this. Um, if you haven't read, uh, is it, is it Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump's? Oh, I have. The, yeah. Is it, which, who's, who's? It's Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner. Yeah. It's Jared Kushner's <laughs> fake letter yeah. to, to Harvard to it's get accepted. If fucking you, brilliant. If you haven't read, there's a comedic, uh, uh, columnist for, um. I think it's the New Yorker. The New Yorker yeah. wrote a fake, uh, Harvard letter by Jared Kushner, and it, it made me almost pee myself. It's I was laughing so, so hard. I, do you need more money? Yeah. Here's more money. As an example of how smart I am, here's money. Because <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> just making fun of the Trump administration at all. It's making fun of our country and how wealth can buy a lot of things it shouldn't be able to. Yeah. And it's brilliant. So it's a great piece of satire. Read that. Anyways, uh, so then after Veronica Vaughn tears him out of the room, pulls him by the ear... Is like, I can't wait till you're out of here. You're a big nuisance. Uh, this is his response, clip number nine. Oh, Marana, come on. So hot. Want to touch the hiney. <laughs> so, again, I don't know how many times that has been used, uh, whether appropriate or not for me, when I see a hot girl or when I've had a crush on a girl, when it's like, you know, Oh, I don't. I don't want to mention any names because I'm married now. But you sure. know, oh, you can Nat- use Corey's name. Natalie Portman, <laughs> so hot, want to touch the hiney. You know, or uh, it's just it's one of those things that stuck with me as such a funny moment that now if I watched it as an adult for the first time, I'd probably be like, "What the fuck?" But because I have such a fond memory of it and so much history of quoting it, yeah, I love it. I feel like that captures this movie. Yeah. Like entirely, and just nutshell. like yeah, watching. If I had watched it for the first time as an adult, I would have been like, "What the fuck is yeah. this?" But like, I have so many memories <laughs> of, so the, of the and like so much history. Quoting it back and forth with my friends, like, it's like most of our childhood classics. Where like we watch it now, and some of them are are n- there's no argument that it's an actual good movie still. Yeah, but there's an this is a guilty pleasure, sure. but it's a blast, and I love it. And let's keep going on because then uh, we go. <laughs> Valentine's Day where the principal he's going through his Valentine's and he gets a really nicely decorated one and says be my Valentine Billy principal whatever and it's just P.S. I'm horny which is super weird a super weird moment also fun that he chose a different color marker to write I'm horny in he's (laughs) so good like creatively expressing himself and then he has his buddy Ernie call up Veronica and ask him if she likes him or if she'd ever date anybody in class and it goes disastrously wrong, which I don't know if you ever did that as a kid, but I did that a few times where it was like, hey, can you ask her if she likes me? And I'll never forget the one time my friend, I may have said this on the show, my friend came back and was like, dude, she likes you. And I was like, cool, we'll ask her if she wants to go out with me. And then uh, he ran back and then came back and went, oh, 
she thought you meant Ben Savinfield, not Ben Begley. And I was like, what, you didn't say the, the three fucking Bens in this grade. You gotta specify! Or just like, there are a lot of Bens in the world. To which, like, let's not even confine it exactly, to this class. To which then I responded, like, I didn't grab the sound clip, like Adam Sandler. I was like, you blew it! Yeah. <laughs> I was furious. I was furious, because that's what he says to Ernie. Yeah, rightfully and, so. Anytime they came back and they were like, "Yeah, she's not really that into it," you always blame the message. You're always like, "Well, fuck, you fucked you it up." You fucked it up. Yeah, it would have been good had I, I had I done it. I should have done it, but you I know, didn't. I didn't do it. So then they go on the field trip where we meet Chris Farley for his brief cameo. In this. this is the world's angriest, funniest bus driver that I would never trust to it's, drive my kids he's around. The best. He's the best. But first, before that, can we play clip number 10? This is the peeing your pants is cool moment. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Oh, that was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's go! Pretty sure he's said and done worse things Way than that. Way worse things. It's such an amazing... That woman's re- reaction is amazing. Yeah. it's one of my, That's another one of my favorite joke lines in the entire movie. It's also perfect because, like, Miles Davis... As cool as he was back in her day, yeah. not like cool. He's not right in, now. Like he, the kids wouldn't know who Miles is. He's not Davis. who I would think of when I was thinking cool. Yeah. So it's like, but in it her day, her day, yeah. I think Miles Davis is timeless. I mean, you're you're not wrong. But those kids wouldn't understand. No, they would want you to say like Max Headrum or something back then. Good I'm trying pull. to think of a ninth. Nice, <laughs> Jonathan of a, Taylor Thomas. There you go. JTT. Yeah. Peeing your pants is cool. Consider me JTT. There we go. That works. That works. Something from Teen Beat nice. back in the day. Yeah, Andrew we, Keegan. So now we, so now we have. I don't even know who Andrew Keegan is. Look it up. So now I'm gonna Google it. Nice on the Google. Can we play? Uh, this is one of my favorite sound clips from. I say this for all of them. They're, these are all my favorite. That's why I picked them. But uh, this is the best one from Chris Farley when he's trying to bro it so out funny. with Adam Sandler. Clip number eleven. That Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ace. <laughs> I know from experience, dude. You know what I mean? No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, not me personally, but a guy I know. Him and her got it on. Woo-wee! <laughs> no, they didn't. No, 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 they didn't. <laughs> but you can imagine what it'd be like if they did, right? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. And then I cut it, but he goes, no yelling on the bus. It's so good. I feel like everybody who's ever tried to bond with somebody who's more uh, sexually awesome than them, you know, anybody who you feel intimidated by their prowess, I've done that before. I'm like, yeah, man, like, isn't she awesome? Or like, I've tried to, like, I think I, I had to have told the story on the show where at my bachelor party in New Orleans. Did I tell this one? Where we on a swamp tour, no. and and the the ho- the guy who was t- the tour leader, what the tour guide? That's a word, not yep. a tour leader. Mm-hmm. The tour guide was like, yeah, sometimes I bring girls back here in the in the swamp, and you know things happen. I'm like, what? Do you fuck them? And then like, clearly, <laughs> yeah, clearly like the whole it was just me and my grooms, and but like it was like a record stop moment, and everybody looked at me, and it's like, and I was like, and I instantly was like, I'm sorry, I was. Just trying to be. I literally said out loud to everybody, "I was like, I'm sorry. I was just trying to be cool and go along with it." But it sounded so stupid coming out of my That's mouth, like, "So brilliant. yeah, you fucked him." <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. Obviously, that's what he was insinuating. And he's like, no, I draw portraits of them. I draw, yeah, I draw car- very lifelike caricatures. I'm, yeah, I'm deeper than you think. How I much am. more time do we have? Out of curiosity, do we have five or ten or five or seven or what? What are we thinking in the booth? Holy three, shit! All right, three whole minutes. So, Let's do it. Uh, long story short, we we find out that Veronica Vaughn starts falling for him after the piss your pants moment, yep. uh, and <laughs> no reason. She comes into his she comes to his uh, third grade graduation party, hits on him, almost kisses him, even though he has a porta potty full of porno mags and a sound clip of girls moaning, which would creep any normal girl out. Yep. Then we kick into the montage. We find out that the principal's a wrestler. He gets blackmailed. Uh, Billy Madison goes back to high school. We talked about that, how he's now the nerd and he was the bully. Yep. And in science class, let's play clip number 12 because this is his, his first interact, his first day with a girl in high school, his first interaction. No, I will not make out with you. <laughs> Did you hear that? This girl wants to make out with me in the middle of class? 
You got chlorophyll man up there talking about God knows what. All she's talking about is making out with me. I'm here to learn everybody not to make out with you. Go on with the chlorophyll. Such a good cover because it's so terrible. It's, <laughs> no, I will not yeah. make out with you. I've always wanted to do that when somebody, when a girl has been overtly mean to me. Uh, not like if it's just she friends on me and I respect it, but if she was like a <laughs> shithead to me, like if a girl was like, "You're ugly," I would never like, I would never want to date you. I wish that I would have said this, but I never really was. Dissed that hard. So. Yeah. We, in elementary school, we used to yell out, you did what for how many cookies? Which was a fun, like, yeah. really innocent way to play that. I do want to say, b- before... You did like, what for how many yeah, cookies? Yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah. Um, but we're going to run out of time, but I did want to mention a couple of things. Yeah. One, the decathlon consisted of only non-academic things, <laughs> which was strange, and he lost a bunch of them. Almost all of them. And the chemical one, did they? were they implying that everyone thought he made a shoe? He made a boot out of chemicals. That's it... strange. <laughs> and then the, my favorite part of the whole movie was Bradley Whitford delivering the to be or not to be monologue where he says to be and then references the page <laughs> to finish out or not to be. Yeah. It's like every person on earth knows yeah. that clip, like that line. I specifically wrote down both of them should have failed because the acting was so was terrible so in that moment. We're going to play the... So then a song cue happens because Veronica Vaughn comes back and is mad at him because Billy's going to quit because he's been blackmailed and she beats him up. There's a song cue and the clown, by the way, who falls over off his stilts earlier hits his head and everyone's laughing at him as he's bleeding out his mouth. It's super fucking dark. Turns out he's not dead. Play clip number 13, please. Hey, kids, it's me. I bet you thought that I was dead. Rightfully so. But when I fell over, I just broke my leg and got a hemorrhage in my head. Jesus. Like pretty close to (laughs) dead. Pretty close to dead. I think, yeah. So uh, we have to speed along. So let's play clip number 14. This is the introduction to the the academic decathlon. (laughs) However, if there is any attempt by either contestant to cheat, especially with my wife, who was a dirty, dirty tramp, (laughs) I am just going to (laughs) snap. Do I make myself clear? So the so the long and short. So then we, we have to play the final sound clip. But the long and short of it is Eric loses because somehow Billy's one point ahead because he won everything off camera. Makes no sense. And and uh, and Eric's Achilles heel is business business ethics, which is completely implausible. That just because he's a corrupt guy, that he wouldn't know how to bullshit his way around what can't or lie. what ethics mean. He has no idea what even what the word ethics is. Nope. Uh, maybe like our current administration. Anyways, uh, can we play clip number 15 to take it home? Because it's my favorite speech ever. Mr. Madison, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. (laughs) Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Just real quick, uh, I think Anderson Cooper said okay, that after one of the debates. Okay, wrong would have yeah. done just fine, but... Uh... That's all I was going to say. I think that was said after one of the debates. Anyways, that's all we have time for today, folks. Sorry, we got a little bit of a late start because I was drinking chemicals before this, apparently. Uh, until next time, I'm at the Ben Begley. You can find me at the Ben Begley at Guilty Movie Guys to find us. Jesse, where can they find you? Uh, too much Jesse. There you go. There it is. There we go. At the Prom Losers for uh, Sketch. Yes, yes, yes. And my wife and I at Parents vs. Baby Ooh. is a new comedy brand. We're going to start rolling out some things. So you can follow us on Twitter at Parents vs. Baby. It's going to be ridiculous and truthful. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, what is your QT movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.